Hello loves, thank you so much for being here and pressing play on the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up before we dive into today's amazing conversation with Brittany Carmichael, is that in the Girl Unfiltered uh, fashion, um, there are some expletives or quite a few expletives throughout this episode. So if you're listening with kiddos in the background or that's something that might offend you, then might recommend not listening right now or popping some headphones on. It's a beautiful conversation where Brittany is just her real, raw, authentic, unfiltered self and hell yes to that. But I just wanted to let you know in advance. This is going to be a juicy podcast episode. I already have all of the feels. I am joined today by Brittany Carmichael, who wears many hats. And I'm going to definitely be asking her a few questions about that. But she's the owner of a luxury vegan hair salon. She has gorgeous pink hair, if you're able to catch the video of this. She's a soul and business coach. She's the founder of Shine School and The Elevated Life. And she's on a mission to help you tap into the magic within yourself and reclaim your power. Thank you so much for being with us today, Brittany. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that you're here. It's such a pleasure. And I am obsessed with your voice, your accent. (laughs) When you say podcast, I'm like, Fuck. It's so good. It's so good. I can't wait to listen to, I'm going to binge every episode after this. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I have a lot of British listeners and they're probably going to be like, what is your accent? <laughs> she said, y'all. <laughs> y'all's in. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. First of all, we have to just meet you with where you are at today. And I just want to honor you showing up today. And let's, we're always about keeping it real and unfiltered. And Brittany's moving through some grief today. Her beloved cat has passed away. And I just want to say, I'm so sorry. And thank you for showing up and being here. And you were sharing some things about grief before we even hit record that I'm sure people would really love to resonate with. Oh, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you just seeing me and honoring Noodle's life. It has been the one of the hardest things because I mean, when I saw that it was unfiltered podcast, I was like, bitch, we're going to let game on. <laughs> I'm like, you want unfiltered? Like, why would I hide from this very raw and vulnerable moment in my life? And if you if you're not a cat person, you're like, okay, you lost a cat, but like I don't have children. I chose not to have children because let's let's get real vulnerable. In a past life, I had a daughter that that passed away at a very young age. And through past life regression, my husband's a hypnotist. I was unable to, or I was able to unearth the reason why I've said so many times, I don't want children in this life. I don't want children in this life. I'm not doing it. And my mom, I'm like eight years old. I'm never having kids. Oh, you'll change your mind. Like, hell no, like no way. I've always been so firm and adamant about that. And when I met Chris at, when I was 20 years old, he had already had a vasectomy and I was like, he's the one he's my God. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in love. Like I'm never going to get pregnant. I can get off this poison. Like, yes. And 
And um, it was later through after a near-death experience, a, a moment with a psychic who was like, honey, you have the gift. Like, and you need to start doing hypnosis, specifically past life regression. Like, what are you, why haven't you gotten back into this again? I mean, it was just this crazy whirlwind of self-discovery and following our intuition that led me to be able to heal such a deep wound that it's being reflected through the loss of this cat. It was a very sudden, quick experience and a lot of magic of bringing him back from the dead and like getting the last few weeks that we had with him. And, you know, I truly feel like he entered my life in 2012. And I don't know about you, but I, the Mayans were right about something because something shifted in 2012. And that's when my mom had a massive stroke that paralyzed her and sent me on a journey of self-discovery. That's when we had a near-death experience that sent me on, on a journey of going, what the fuck is this intuition guy talking to me, man? Like, what is this? And all of that happened. I got noodles in January of 2020. So everything in my life shifted. And over the last you know, over a decade, uh, him being with us has, he's been a huge role in witnessing my growth as a spiritual being and stepping into a role of a healer and a leader and a teacher. I mean, the coolest thing about the Sphinx is that every fucking morning when I sit down, cause consistency, right? That's why I'm consistent with self-care. I'm going to be consistent with showing up. And when I need to cry or when I need to cancel some podcasts, which I did, I will. But when I feel safe and want to find that balance as a Libra, like, I got, mm -hmm. I got to, cause I can go real far South. I'm a Libra double Pisces. Y'all don't like, let me get in the feels too, for too long. It's, it go, I'm a powerful manifester and I'm a fucking generator. So like, yeah. I can't be in those feels too long, but I have to feel them. They have to go when they come up. So I'll be like busting out like some spaghetti, some vegan spaghetti and just tears. Wow. Gates, you know, just crying, crying, crying. And then I, you know, carry on, like keep going. So um, for me, the grief process has been a lot about finding balance of taking care of myself, but feeling the feels when they come up and taking a moment to honor and 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 understand the journey that he's been on with me of my own self-discovery. And um, I don't know, I'm like dedicating the next decade of my life to him. Like I'm gonna show up and just like be that mother to the world that I always said I was gonna be, but chose not to have children and get to express my love and wisdom in a way that can carry on through that lineage. So now I have to, I, that's why I choose to show up and shine tribe it and do the empowerment events and just try to spark that light within everyone else so that they can pass that on to their loved ones and their children. Um, so I don't know, leaving a legacy of sparkle magic over here, but damn, it fucking sucks to be a fucking leader and teacher. Cause you got to live the life and practice what you preach and lead by example. And it doesn't come easy. You know, you got, they put you through the ringer <laughs> yeah, so that you can sure. show, show what it looks like to go through the process of it and not let it just take you out, you know, or be consumed by it. That's a wonderful perspective to have through this, because I think so many of us are leaders that listen to this podcast in many different forms in our lives. And I even have to give myself this perspective sometimes that, you know, okay, I'm going through this and it sucks right now, whatever that might be, but I know that I'm going to be able to teach on this. I know that I'm going to be able to speak on this. I know I'm going to help more people if I've been through this. And so you've, or you've got that perspective and there's something even empowering through our grief and through our difficult times. I think when we can even just have a thread of there's something beautiful that's going to come from this. 
Oh, that was the question I asked myself while I told Chris, I'm crying and putting on mascara. This is a really fucking weird feeling right now. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that very important question that I am always asking my clients and always reminding people of is what good can come from this? When I always say, when shit hits the fan, the one question I go back to, you know, and I learned that the hard way with my mom's stroke is what good can come from this. And in the moment, fucking shit, man, you can't see anything. It's awful. It's, pain and sorrow and all woe is me and it hurts. But with all hindsight, you can look back at all the traumas and tragedies and turning points in your life and recognize that every single one of them was a catapult to a new beginning, to that expansion in your growth. And every damn card, I'll pull every card out of every Oracle deck over the last week. I don't even care. I don't even need the cards, but I'm pulling them. And every single card is new beginning, new beginning, new beginning. And I'm like, fuck off with your wisdom. You know, like (laughs) it's all just love and keep going. I mean, that's the answer. If you really want to know, like keep doing what you're doing. Every business tarot reading into intuitive reading coaching session I've ever had is you're doing great. Keep adjusting, keep going. That's it. Just adjust and keep going. And that's what I'm doing. I'm adjusting by allowing the tears to flow and I'm going to keep going because I got wisdom to share. And like, even when my account was my Instagram account got deleted last year and I lost it all. I was like, but this wisdom has got to go somewhere. So I got over my I had grieved and got over my 30K followers being gone. And I got back on the horse and was like, it's not about that. It's about, I have fucking wisdom to share and I need a, I need a creative platform to share it. And that's, I think how I've gotten myself into so many hats is I just keep expressing who I authentically am and what passions and joy, you know, come to me from hair to photography, to coaching, hosting events and retreats and speaking and all the like online marketing, which I fucking love. So we can talk all the spiritual stuff, but like, I was born an entrepreneur, two entrepreneurs. You know, one of the best stories my dad tells is that when I was six years old, I was collecting all the beer cans from the trailer park that we lived in because I learned we can make some money doing that. And my hippie self got to like, you know, Captain Planet, clean up the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I walk in and the man says, oh, honey, I shouldn't be talking with my mouth full. And my six-year-old self says, well, as long as you're talking cash, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) so i i have just been literally blazing my own unapologetic trail with a a decade here of self-hate and fucking depression of not understanding this unique magic that i am and that we all are um and now that i have discovered my own unique authentic self and just continuing a lot to allow myself that self-discovery process and continual self-care and self-love because it doesn't end that has somehow rubbed off and inspired mm-hmm. others to ask me well how are you doing how'd you go from bitch me to like you're really nice like it's just been this authentic journey of expressing my vulnerable self which is why it was a no-brainer when you were asking me to join on unfiltered i'm like fuck yes. I hope we can cuss. Cause that's like who I am, you know, yeah. it's like built in. It's just passionate and like, <sighs> you know, yeah. just like just bright as fuck. And I've always been that way. And I dimmed my light for so long and that felt awful. And I see women do it all the time working behind the chair. And that's what literally led me down that road of many hats is, well, how can I keep empowering women in a way that brings me joy and that I don't burn out and my body's getting tired behind the chair, you know? So yeah, for sure. I have so many questions. My head is popping (laughs) off in in five different directions. So I'm going to my first question, we're going to come back, by the way, to the Instagram being deleted, because that is like, whoa. 
Yeah. Um, side note, I remember finding your Instagram because I just found you four or five months ago. And I was like, this girl's on fire. How does she not have more followers? So oh. that makes a little bit of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. But I wanted to share how I came across you. I, I, so I, I went to Brittany's um, event in my new local area, or I'm finding more of my new soul tribe, soul sisters. Oh, I've always been connected in that way. And I've moved to a new area where I'm like, okay, got to find my people again. And I mean, I knew it was going to be a beautiful event because I've seen you online, but I have to say how blown away I was to walk into that room and there'd be so many women. It's been a while since I've been to an event that has had that many local women come to it. There was like 150 of us. I mean, we were running out of chairs, we're running out of seats. Like it was a whole thing. I know that you didn't wake up and just click your fingers and have 150 women come into your events, but we look at that and think, oh my God, I can never get there. Or how am I ever going to do that? Or, or that takes so much work or what's the point of me even trying and all of those voices and, and thoughts in our head, please share with us some of your sparkle magic on that journey to creating such incredible live in person events that people are flocking to. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you were a part of that one. That one was truly special and epic. And I'm just as in shock and as all of you, the people just kept flooding in. And the beautiful thing is it's a high vibe community because as a sensitive empath, like I can go into Target and be like skirt off for like a hot minute where I got to like take a shower and like do some fucking clearing, you know, but having that many women in that space, like it just was so expansive and so powerful. So yeah, I mean, back to my original message, just fucking keep going. Just keep going. I had this desire to, I just kept hearing women say, I feel alone uh, in my chair. I feel alone. I feel alone. And so many women would open up to me and I created, I learned how to hold space. I learned how to hold that sacred space in a, you know, a little 200 square foot freaking salon suite for over 17 years. I've been holding space and holding space and holding space for the hardest things for grief. I, I, I know that the Jews process for one year, they give you one year to grieve all the seasons, all the things. And then after that year, like, let's go. And so I've really taken that into the back of my mind is that I know it never ends. I'll still like cry when I hear my dad's music, but I think, you know, to give yourself permission, you know, like learning from different cultures, all these different things. So I think just listening to a wide variety of walks of life, but having all that common thread of negative self-talk and feeling alone. And you feel alone because you isolate yourself. When you talk shit to yourself, of course, your soul's going to back up and be like, whoa, bro, don't talk to me like that. No, thanks. So I just was honestly tired of one, hearing women beat themselves up. It was starting to get annoying. I'm like, really? Like you look so good. I just made your hair. I just gave you that Pinterest balayage in literally two hours that should take six. Why are you talking so much shit about yourself? You know? So it became my own personal mission to not only understand how my clients think and feel, but also how I think and feel because they're a reflection of me. And am I talking shit about myself? Fuck. Yeah, I was. I had no idea. I was even doing it. My husband asked me one time, good old hypnotist over there, honey, do you speak to yourself? Do you talk to yourself? No, no way. Literally years went by before I was getting ready one day, put my clothes on and heard, 
you're fat. Oh my God. I'm so fat. I'm like, Whoa, I talked to myself and she mean, okay. Like I, I do talk to myself and I do this all the time. I just didn't even realize how aware that I wasn't of that voice and whose voice it sounded like, and where did those stories come from? And so that, I think knowing that about myself, knowing that I wasn't alone, everyone's afraid of judgment and criticism, but really they're the ones judging themselves. That's the worst judgment you could ever have. Um, just seeing that pattern over and over again, just gave me perspective to say, I can't just make them look good on the outside. I have to find a way to empower them from the inside. And so confidence coaching, empowerment coaching, like digging into the soul and figuring out what's your biggest fears um, really like lit me up. And <laughs> like, that's the kind of juicy conversation I want to have. I started asking my clients, what are you passionate about? And that led to a lot of fears of stopping them, of believing that they're worthy of going after it, creating the time and space to do it thinking that it's even an option in their life, which you can click your heels and decide what life you want to live, but it does take time to build. So just keep going, decide what you want. First have clarity before you fucking run around with your head cut off and like in no, in no direction, sit down and figure out what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? What are my natural talents and skills and bringing women together empowering the shit out of them and reminding them like we all go through hard stuff. We all got that trauma in the suitcase that we're carrying, but it can be a lighter load. And I just have been the guinea pig of trying so many different transformation modalities and healing tools and techniques on myself that I've found what works for me and I've hosted thousands of event or, you know, I have thousands of women come through my events and retreats that it's been working for them too. So, you know, it's just about getting curious about allowing that expansion and evolution and not getting in the way of letting life unfold for you once you make that decision of where you want to go. I remember reading that you at the very first event had five women come to it. Mm -hmm. You're now at 150 women. So I would just love to know if anything, what has did within you holding space for five versus 150 women? Um, practice. Like I've been doing the live in-person gatherings for over five years and I was doing them every new and full moon, which is every two weeks. So I was wow. doing it a lot. I spent a lot of time just learning how to hold space one once for one person and then for five people. And then it just slowly grew over time. Just every single time someone would find some kind of key to unlock something in themselves that they wanted to pass on to a friend and say, Hey, you know, will you come and be, you, you should come be a part of this. And actually I, I went back through all the photos over the last five years and I tried to favorite all the group photos that we've taken. And it's just grown over time. And it's really interesting that some of the people in the very first goddess gathering photo that I took of those five to 10 women are still showing up today, five, six years later and bringing their friends and being supportive. So that speaks volumes to me as to how effective the the consistency matters. It's not about just like one time we learn self-love and like self-care, like we all fucking know what to do. But it's just, we have to do it and we have to stay consistent. We have to surround ourselves with that support. And the same is true in business. I've stayed consistent for the last five plus years. You know, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. I'm over here being like, I'm going to be the next Marie Forleo and Oprah and all the fucking things. Like everybody watch out, you know, it's just going to take time. Like they say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I'm like, all right, well, it's been 10 years. So like, it's about time. And, you know, I think that's just the thing is it's been 10 years of practice when I 
started my photography company, the best uh, advice I was given was if you want to be a good photographer, take 10,000 photos. I'm like, well, shit, the same was true in hair. Then the same must be true in coaching and holding space and empowerment. So for me, it was not about like, uh, you know, how big can I get my following and all that shit? Like that grew as a byproduct of just my passion and drive the why behind my business. It's never faltered. And I think that's why I say, find that clarity first before you, you know, and experiment, not like I'm just going to sit here because I don't fucking know. No, it's an experimentation process. And I've done online marketing. I've done funnels. I've done webinars. I've been building my email list, which is why I didn't get too butthurt about the Instagram, which I'm still a little butthurt mm-hmm. about it. But like, I, I, it wasn't the end of my business because that isn't, you know, that's a piece of it. And so I think it's about just my foundation for my online business. I, I had a woman sit down in my salon chair and she had a notebook and she opened it up and she's like, here's all the things you do. I was like, oh, damn, can I get us? Can I take a picture of that? Cause like, I don't even know what I do. She's like, you do woo woo Wednesday. You have goddess gatherings, retreats, coaching, hair salon, this clothing company, Oracle deck. And I'm like, oh God, that sounds like Oh, that sounds like busy. That's a lot, you know, like that sounds crazy. But when I think about it, it's been a 10 year experimentation of how can I express myself in a way that is uh, relevant to me now with, you know, what is uh, relevant to the society? Because if we're going to show up on social media, which I'm assuming that's what we're all doing here is showing up on social media, then we have to somewhat play the game of social media. But while keeping that um, authentic mission and why behind what you're doing, uh, I think that's what keeps me out of comparison syndrome. I don't give a fuck you're dancing to reels and pointing at boxes. I think it's personally fucking ridiculous. But now I'll film a reel and like it's a story that I posted with some captions over it, you know, like because that's yeah. authentic to me. So I resisted the reels for a long time, but yeah. I think have to embrace if you're going to show up on social media you have to embrace the fact that it's an ever-evolving platform of expression i mean hell there was no live video when i was doing the online marketing blogging website stuff there was no live video there was no stories there's no highlights there's no reels there's no facebook live when i started all this so like it's about just adapting and evolving over time but staying consistent with what brings me joy and when you need to take a break man take a break like 2 weeks 2 months like if you have a cat die or a dad i had two dads die and grandma die like fucking hell y'all like i'm over here trying to blaze some trails in my business and it's like every time i'm up leveling in my business boom, I go through something personal that like rocks all the things. Then I have to transform in my business and show up in a new way because I'm a different person. So I think it's just about not limiting yourself in growth and business, but staying can fuck insistent (laughs) and uh, staying true to why you're even showing up. Like, why do you want to serve? What brings you the most joy? And I think that's part of the conversation we were having before we hit record is it's not about money mindset. Money mindset is a byproduct of having a healthy mindset and a healthy mindset is, you know, one of abundance of joy and not necessarily physical things because what you can, what can be taken away from you isn't truly yours. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's really prevalent for me in my life right now. And I think something we were speaking on and this ties into the social media and the comparison and all of those things in between is like, for me personally, when I started, I was looking at Marie Folio. I was looking at those people and I had a lot of limiting beliefs and self-doubt because I thought, well, my stuff doesn't look like that. Like it didn't look anywhere near that, but I thought in order to be successful, I had to be that. Like five years on and now I realize some people probably looking at me go maybe I shouldn't begin we all began somewhere and that's really really freaking important I began my dining table 
I was still making money in coaching. But in that, the through line and is integrity and authenticity. And I think that's where we really are abundant wealth. And I think it's really easy now more so than ever, even than when we be to get swept up in what we think we should do. We should and I should be doing a dancing reel, pointing at different things. Never really felt authentic to me. And I did reels as well. And now I'm finding my way with them. And I think it's about us really grounding in that in order to, to find where our through line is, find the abundance for ourselves. And you are so clearly like shining with authenticity and your what we call sparkle magic. So about sparkle magic and where that yes. comes from. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for asking. It's so funny that you bring it up because when I first started my blog and my online thing, I'm having to like write an about me of like, well, who am I beyond the chair? Like I had to like recreate this new identity. And I just, I just kept going back to like sparkle magic. I'm going to help people find their sparkle magic. And Chris is like, are you really going to fucking like write sparkle magic on your like high end, high end luxury coaching, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, like sparkle magic is my thing. And I had to really think about that when he asked me and he like, you know, he's always just like, uh, he challenged me on the, are you going to post about the full and new moons on your blog? And like, yeah, bro, that's the number one SEO search Pinterest thing like website traffic at freaking full moon like who knew? like i don't i mean love the moon i do the moon gatherings like can tell you a lot about astrology but it's not my thing it's like not what i'm really known for but holy shit it's funny like just the things i'm passionate about it's like where you put your passion like energy flows to that and it becomes a magnet to all the opportunities and all the things like anywho so sparkle magic i had to reflect on that like where did that even come from like why is he even challenging me that's a no-brainer it's fucking sparkle magic when I was a little girl, I had this doll called Light Up Sparkle. I had to think about this. I, I looked it up on eBay. I'm literally thinking about buying one of these used nasty ones because like, I think I just want to put it on my altar as like that reminder. But she wore a crown. The, I mean, think about how much your childhood plays a part. I, like, good Lord, for any of us who watch 10 Things I Hate About You, like we're all like... Anyway, I'm living my childhood of movie choices, right? But one of those movie or one of those toys that was very influential to me was Light Up Sparkle. And she had this crown. And when you pressed her little belly button, it had a pink heart and a jewel in it. When you pressed her belly button, she projected onto the ceiling all these beautiful stars and rainbows and like just like you like gorgeous like backdrop scenery. It was the most incredible thing. So when I would get scared as a little girl, because I'm very empathic, I could sense spirits. I could feel energies. I, it just was very uncomfortable. I felt very unsafe as a child. Um, and when I would press her belly in the night, it would light up my room and it would just be these beautiful like hearts and stars and little event. Like no wonder I doodled all that shit my whole life. Like just trying to keep that sparkle magic going, you know? Um, so when I think back to that light, light up doll, like that sparkle magic is what I called like her shining, if you will, like her creative expression. And I feel like that's what we do when you say like you're glowing or you're shining from the inside. What it is, is allowing that authenticity of who you are to be unapologetic in a, in a, in a non-egoic way, in a healthy way of 
I've hated myself for so long that I'm going to finally be the one to love myself. And I think if we can all take responsibility to love ourselves and nourish ourselves and treat ourselves the way that we would treat a child in the womb, like I feel like we can heal a lot of our own stuff and sparkle magic to me is finding that power within finding that authenticity, finding that confidence to believe in yourself and to finally be your own cheerleader and to like make friends with your inner mean girl. This isn't about denying our traumas or our past or any of the hard stuff. It's about embracing it with a hug instead of pushing it away because she's been a bitch the last 20 years of your life. You know, we call it that inner mean girl because she's been so mean to ourselves. But the truth is she just needs a hug. She needs to be embraced. She needs to be loved. And she needs to be told that she's okay because that inner child that was wounded that um, you where you left your confidence back in the past because some authoritarian figure said something to you where you were like, okay, I'm just going to give my power away. The news flash is that it's still there. Like that person didn't take it. It's like just packaged up in a little bow waiting for you to come back and retrieve it. And I believe that when we start to shift that negative self-talk and start pouring that love into ourself and um, nurturing and loving and honoring who we are and like being more gentle and graceful with with ourselves, I think we can um, start to reclaim that power. And that is what inspires others. It's not about telling people what to do. We've all been told what to do our whole lives, but who's actually living their truth and embodying their truth. And I think that's, um, I think that's what's the difference between you see so many people. I really love, thank you for saying like, I should have a bazillion followers because I did. (laughs) And, uh, you know, when you have a high profile account, you get targeted. So, um, I, I stayed in integrity and chose not to pay the, um, I don't know, whatever the money they were, um, you know, trying to what extort me for money. And I just, it did not feel aligned. So I just let it go. And it was crazy. It happened the day, the first day of our couples retreat, our very first couples retreat. And I'm like, wow, okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I can't even think about this right now. I have a couples retreat to host. Like I gotta get again, like life happens. Do you have the tools in place to be able to stay present and focused, but still have the healthy release? And one of those days at the retreat, I just sat on the beach and just fucking let it go. I'm like, okay, I, this is what I've learned from Zen philosophy is to accept what is, is to end suffering. And I had to accept it. I couldn't change it. I couldn't get it back. Like I just had to fully. And at that time, I, it was before I even tried to get it. You know, I just was like, I'm going to accept and this is it. Um, and yeah, it's not an easy process, but it is a part of what we're going to go through in this human experience is that nothing lasts, not our Instagram accounts, not our business. And thank God, not that fucking terrible comment I got on my very first YouTube video because I made her more depressed than she's <laughs> my, my first YouTube video apparently made someone more depressed after watching my video than before. So, you know, my first video was shit. My first website was shit. My first business card was actually pretty bomb. It said life's too short to look like shit. And that was my way of letting you know, if that offends you, you're not going to want to sit in my chair. So it's just an evolving process and it never ends. So stop thinking that there's going to be some end game. The joy is literally written in the journey. J-O-Y. Like it's written in the word for you to find joy along the way. Like if you waited to, the just to the peak of the mountain to like celebrate the view. I mean, you miss out on so many spectacular views at each stopping point along the way. And I just feel like 
We need to honor our chapters and celebrate every step of the way rather than thinking we need to wait to the end to celebrate because the end moment of celebration is short-lived, just like a wedding, just like, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. any goal that you achieve, it it lasts for what? So many hours. And then you're like, well, what's next? Carry on. You just have to keep carrying on. And I think it's the attitude that you bring to the present moment of the experience is what makes the quality of the abundance of your life. Mark your calendar loves because on Thursday, the 14th of September, I am hosting a very, very special, powerful live subconscious healing session. This is going to be a wonderful opportunity for you to go deeper when it comes to actually getting to the root of where your limiting money belief and abundance blocker is, where it was first formed so that with that powerful awareness, you can radically shift it, heal it, and set it free. This is a free subconscious healing session, something that I'm so excited to be able to offer my community this month. They say that September is like the new year for coaches, and I just wanted to create something that was going to infuse so much confidence, magic, abundance, and an inner sense of wealth in your life. If you feel that you have been holding part of yourself back, lacking clarity, confused about which direction to go in, or you just have this deep sense that there's a limiting, lingering money belief or block that's living within you, and you're finally ready to uncover it and set it free, then come and join me and get a taste of what it feels like to work with me on a deep level in this beautiful workshop. I'm going to be using one of my powerful subconscious healing tools called Matrix Re-Imprinting. This will really support you in actually getting to the root of your limiting belief. And then we're going to clear it out and let it go using EFT or also known as tapping plus lots more. So come and join me, come experience the breakthrough, come and experience the shift and step into this portal with me and get a taste of what it feels like to work with me on a deeper level. It is free. All you need to do is head to the link in the show notes below and you'll receive all the details or you can pop me a DM at girl underscore unfiltered. Just let me know that you love the link to the masterclass and I will send that over. There's like so many different, um, you talk about your mind goes in five different directions. I'm like, well, there's two parts to this. The first part is what you can physically do, keeping your hydration up, uh, breathing through your nose, getting proper sunshine, breathing clean air, getting in nature, um, speaking kindly to yourself. All of those contribute to the space holding, you know? Um, I think that's the proper foundation is having a clean and pure channel for that energy to flow through. So that would be the second half is like, okay, sure. I take showers. I do the rituals. I smudge myself. I orgasm a lot. Like I imagine the bubbles and the fucking butterflies just shooting out from my aura. And like, I call my energy back and we can talk about all that, but I know you've probably heard that on Instagram and TikTok and all of that. Like that doesn't feel like new information. I think the, uh, 
perspective I'd like to bring to that conversation is that you have to get out of your own way and not use your energy to hold space, to give, to deplete to the people that are within your presence. You have to fill your cup up, move it over to the side while you allow the divine spirit, whatever the fuck you want to call it to change. How graceful I'm talking about the most holy thing. And I'm like, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But that is like how we need to start like being a little bit more relaxed with it. So I think when you can learn to fill your own cup, take care of yourself through all the physical means that I mentioned, move that over to the side and know that you're being a channel for a divine expression to flow through you. I think that's a huge part of it. I will say that um, with the 150 people, I was like, bitch, I didn't even bring a yoni egg. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we're going to go to the back room while I'm, I'm like, normally I like coach individually, almost everyone, just as many as I can. Cause I can, if you don't tell me your backstory, I can just get to the nut cutting. You know what I mean? Um, but, and this one I pivoted and I was like, you know what, to conserve my energy, um, I'm going to have everyone partner up and I'm going to go to the back and I'm going to do deep breathing. We set a timer for like 15 minutes. Normally I would guide and try to help, but I was like, they got it. Like y'all got it. Y'all will figure it out. And I'm going to take care of me. So even mid event, I just regulated like, whoa, where's my energy at? I started to feel I had a headache, but that was from wearing the fucking crystal crown. Like, but you had a beautiful crown on (laughs) one of the girls gave it to me that more that night. And I was like, we're going for it. We're going for it. So any headband for me actually restricts a lot of my aura and my sight and vision and feeling. So, um, I try to be wise about what I do put on my head. Um, but the crystal crown, like, are you kidding me? So I knew that that was causing a little bit of that tension headache. But, um, when I felt that come on, I was like, I'm going to head out. I'm going to drink as much water as I can breathe. I just hung my head upside down, did a little shimmy and then came back. And when I got home, the first thing I do is get in the shower, cleanse my body. Um, me and water have a very close relationship. So I think, um, just a lot of cleansing in the shower. Uh, and that's the biggest tip I give hairdressers and energetic cleansing. So when they get home, if you're a coach and you're working online, same difference. They're still attaching energy cords to you. Um, but you know, when we're in person and actually touching your aura, it's like even more intense. Um, I always suggest my stylists like come home. And the first thing they do is take all the clothes off, throw those, you don't wear them tomorrow because they picked up energy from today. Um, and then get in the shower and cleanse off your body. Just when you get in water, your aura retracts and allows some cleansing process to happen. Um, so I think that's like the biggest energy hygiene, but, um, there's quite a few other things that we teach like in high level retreats and coaching of like plexiglass routines, where we imagine plexiglass around ourselves Mm -hmm. while we're, um, interacting. This is a great way to not receive too much um, criticism while you're receiving feedback. So you don't get butt hurt when people are like giving you constructive feedback. So, um, there's a lot of techniques that I could teach on that, but I think the biggest thing is to, um, recognize that it's not your energy that wants to flow and channel through you. Creativity is a co-creation and, um, a lot of the time I was using my energy to help hold space and heal. And I had a healer tell me one time that my aura looked like a balloon with pinholes in it. And I knew exactly what she meant. She said, stop using your energy. I'm like, but they love it. She's like, I know they do, but that's not for them. Like that's for you. So I think knowing like when to expend your energy personally and when to say, okay, I'm gonna, and I like, people are like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, let's talk, but you know what I mean? Like how you move that energy off to the side so that you can be a clear channel for something yeah. higher than yourself. And when I, I can feel when I'm channeling that power or that inner divine wisdom, 
Mm-hmm. I feel more lit up. I don't feel depleted. Energized. Insanely energized. So energized. Like mm-hmm. the last event I hosted was in LA and I was pregnant at the time. And I was like buzzing for days afterwards because yeah. I knew I had channeled in that moment. And it's an incredible feeling. And you're right. It's like actually when I'm coming from a place of depleting myself or not not in that space, because I've not put myself in that space, that's when I'm tired. That's when mm-hmm. I feel like energy's been zapped from me. So mm-hmm. having your ritual and having your moment to maybe even take off a layer and put on a different layer, even if it's just visualizing it. So you can protect that inner energy, that 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 energy within yourself. I think that's a really great way of looking at it. I've not really thought about it in that way. So I love that. Yeah, I'm glad you like that. So we do talk about money mindset on this podcast. I love to go deeper than it being about money, though. I'm very much here about it being about inner wealth and creating a real feeling of abundance in your life. But I'm curious because you are so many hats and you are somebody who's taken your authentic passions and your life and your wisdom breakthroughs in between. And you have created a business from that. And I'm just wondering, were there money mindset beliefs? I'm sure that there were that you had to overcome in order to monetize that, in order to create an actual business from those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a trailer park, so I wouldn't say that abundance mindset is like at the top of my family tree. So it was something I had to cultivate and learn. Um, And luckily, like working with my partner as a hypnotist and him coming from a very wealthy private school, but also being the poorest kid on scholarship, like we both had this, um, you know, like a similar background. And um, he was already making millions in real estate when I met him. So like my wealth expansion, like just immediately blew up in meeting someone in a higher caliber. I'd never been introduced to anyone that made a million dollars or did, you know, $30,000 deals. I'm like, what? And he drove me by his private school. I was like, is that your college? He's like, no, that's where I went to high school. I'm like, what the fuck? Like top two in the United States. So I'm like, holy shit, like mind blown. So I think uh, tip number one is get in the the room with people who think different. Yes. Oh my God. Hardly anyone ever says that on this podcast that I'm like, so here for this. Yeah. You've got to like put yourself in a room with people who think and operate differently. The way that I think and operate and how I've created, um, literally financial abundance and and joy. Of course you have to figure out what does success mean to you? Time freedom at the moment is kind of where I'm at time freedom and family, which is interesting for someone who chose not to have children. Um, but, uh, I think figuring out what does what does abundance or success mean to you is an important piece of the subject. But when you're talking about the cash paper, the best advice someone ever gave me, and this was from Brendan Bruchard, actually, I was at one of his Experts Academy um, events, and he said, the money moves your message. And that was a huge, that was a neck shift for me. I was like, okay, well, now that I have money coming in doing what I love, that's the part I forgot to tell you. The thing that sets me apart is that I'm all about following what lights you up. And when you're lit up, when you're excited and passionate, when I'm passionate about a hair product in the salon, every fucking client buys it, every single one of them. But if I don't care about the product, if I'm just like, oh yeah, it's over there. It smells good. It just sits on the shelf and collects dust. But if I'm like, oh my God, look, feel my hair. Like, can I just put this K18 oil in my hair? Can you see there's no frizz? Like just fucking pumped. Like when I bring that passionate energy, it is an, it's infectious and it's contagious. And we all have that. And, um, luckily I think I was 
born with mine turned all the way the fuck up, which is like a little alarming for people sometimes. Um, but I, I'm here for it. And I know other people are. So uh, I think the most important piece of the money mindset is surrounding yourself with people who think different, knowing that your joy and your lit upness and your passion has the potential to uh, magnetize abundance and, and literal physical paper to you, um, having the structure and systems in place for you to receive those channels of abundance, I think is important. I, the next piece was I heard that all millionaires have at least seven streams of income. So I was like, fuck, let's diversify. Like, what are my passions and what p- problem can I solve with them? What, how can yeah. I serve? from a place that's authentic and natural and comes easy to me. Like if you need me to organize, I can Marie Kondo your shit. Like, bro, I have so many talents and skills when it comes to like, just my, just life. And that's the beautiful thing. There's so many like, oh, like organize your spice jars. Like, do I want to do that for a living? No, but can I do it? Yes. So we have to kind of figure out what can we do that's for fun. Like I still fuck around and paint and do all kinds of stuff that I would never sell or never monetize. Like you got to have some creative outlet and expression that doesn't, isn't up for perfectionism and scrutiny all the time. Um, because I'm sure you're like that, you know, and just like we all are who are actually doing the damn thing. And that's, it just gets better. Look at my first website. Awful. Look at where it's at now. You know, it's it's you have about a beautiful website. I was on it today. I'm like, you Thank genuinely, you. genuinely have such a beautiful website. <laughs> Thank you. I like, you know, a lot of people say you don't need a website, and you know what? They're right. You don't. But because I have one, or I just fuck, I want one. It's something I'm passionate about. I want a landing page to my empire of all the things. And so for me, that was something that I was, you know passionate about. So back to the money mindset, I think it's surround yourself with people who think bigger, read the fucking book, think and grow rich. If you haven't read that already, if you've read it already, read it again. I don't care. Like we need to refresh our minds, um, uh, constantly attuning your mind to wealth, um, constantly looking for the positives and gratitude. I mean, it all always boils down to appreciation. I coach so many seven figure business owners and the lack of gratitude and appreciation. It's not that they're not, they have it. And they think it's like good, like going to church on Sundays is enough kind of vibe. It is not a fuck enough, man. It is not enough. Like, so I think the biggest thing that I take away when I'm coaching around money mindset, when it comes to people who are already even earning seven figures, like already there, the like, but I don't have enough, but I don't have enough. But when is this going to come? Or it's not like this. And if we can just learn to appreciate and accept exactly what we have in this moment, I think that is what is the like the key to growing wealth and attracting more abundance is to appreciate what you do have. And that is the energy that puts you into a receptive mode of receiving more. It will come to you. Now, if it comes to you and you self-sabotage it away, that's another that's another mindset issue we got to work on uh, yeah. because attracting money, keeping money, managing money, those are all different compartments that have to be approached differently with different systems in place. Yeah, you know? Definitely. And that's something I'm passionate about. Multiple episodes about on here is about those different avenues and aspects and the different subconscious beliefs that can be lurking because you can make money, but not hold it. That can feel unsafe. You can maybe overspend there's all kinds of different subconscious beliefs that can be lingering in the background there that you can shift and that you can absolutely change the trajectory of your relationship with money my dog is by the way trying to eat my husband's golf ball as i am (laughs) putting a podcast episode it's great (laughs) it's unfiltered (laughs) real life a real unfiltered 
So you said something that like lit me up. I don't know. It just hit something in me about getting in the room or changing the people that you're around. And I think some people hear that, but it doesn't really go in. But the reason that you're you're saying this and we're on the same wavelength here is because that has a different those people that there's a different energy there. There's an expansiveness there. And so if we're gonna heighten our frequency, not only do we have to expand our mindset around what's actually possible, because you're only seeing what's possible based on what's around you, but also you're going to change the frequency and the energy around you and heighten your state, which is going to make you more attractive. It's like tuning into a different radio station, radio wavelength. Um, You came from a trailer park and you're really honest about that. So how, what are some of the ways or how can people step out of the comfort zone, the comfortable reality that they're in right now to give them a taste of what else what other expansiveness is out there for them yeah gosh it's not like an overnight it's not an overnight process it's a lifelong commitment and journey i think about um you know how many people along the way had said to me brit you got to record videos brit you need to be on camera brit you're going to empower women brit you're going to speak on stage and i just denied it over and over and over and over again so i think first and foremost like know that this is about like when you make that decision to show up for yourself to show up for your soul like it's a lifelong commitment of literal self discovery and it's learning to know how you operate along the way learning to trust your own intuition to identify the self sabotaging patterns it really does go back to clarity, finding that clarity through experimentation and practice of, well, what is lighting me up and how do I want to serve? Because it's about being in service of others. It's not necessarily about like, well, how can I get rich and make a seven figures? I think if you change the approach and the mindset is how can I serve? And the more I, the more I have, the more I have to give, I think those shifts in the approach that you take um, will naturally attract the abundance and you don't have to work so hard as to figure out like what that number is. And to be honest, um, you know, once you get that number, you're still unfulfilled, period. So it's not even about that number. I think it's about literally getting back to how can I be of service and what brings me joy? Because those are what is fulfilling. At the end of the day, uh, when I think about what brought me joy, it's that smile to that stranger or it's those kind words that you know we started off with the podcast about my cat. I don't look at my bank account and I'm like, yes, I'm fucking like... I can I can go to sleep peacefully tonight. So I think we just have to really like shake the globe in our mind around money and money mindset. And going back to what Brendan said, money moves your message and your message is your service to the world, how you want to impact in a positive way, inspire. Um, and when you shift your intentions to serve and help, you can't help but attract abundance. And that's and that's where you'll probably find is that opportunities will start coming to you where you know, the most unlikely sources were telling me, Britt, you should watch Long Island Medium. Like, you know, I don't watch TV and you like go to church. Like, why are you telling me about Long Island Medium? Like, but just knowing that um, the people will guide you along the way. They'll ask you for what it is that your soul is here to contribute. And so 
looking back at the years of random people telling me you need to have videos and YouTube and start this thing and cameras and blah, blah, blah. And denying that I'm not going to speak on stage. I'm not going to empower women. I'm a hairdresser. Don't fucking talk to me like that. I think when you learn to pay attention to the things that are literally reflecting back to you, that you're helping, how you're serving, how you're showing up, um, it's probably come so natural to you that you don't even recognize that you're doing it. So I think start asking people, um, I think this is a Marie Forleo B school tip. Start asking people like, how would you describe, give, describe me in three words? And what do you think I'm good at? Like, what are my natural skills? And the word passionate came up more than anything with me. And I was pissed. I was like, fuck that. That's bullshit. I want to be like a badass or like fucking smart, you know, like, and then, you know, 10 years later, I'm looking back like, no, passion is the thing that brings the joy, that brings the energy, that brings the fun and creativity to the moment. And I think, I think that's the most important part. We can all make money, but how many millionaires and billionaires commit suicide? It's not important. (laughs) It's not important. Mm -hmm. It is necessary. But when your focus is solely on that, which Chris's was in the beginning, he got him into a very serious motorcycle accident that almost ended his life and caused him to have to shake up his perspective and his priorities. And he shifted from working fucking 24 hours a day to showing up and doing the laundry and taking care of the cat when I go to the salon, you know, like he, he showed up to be a part of the family rather than work, work, work all the time. So I think our workaholism uh, stems from a lot of trauma of not receiving love and nurturing. So fucking rub one out, love yourself and like do the things mm-hmm. that you love, you know, it's, it's, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something that really resonates, it reminds me is just when we're lit up about something that magic, that sparkle magic, it attracts even more abundance. And I think we sometimes make it so much harder than it needs to be. And a hundred percent. Us as female entrepreneurs, we have intuition at our fingertips. And that's such a powerful energy and frequency that we deny ourselves. And it's a really powerful asset that we bring to the table. Follow your intuition. And I'm saying that to myself right now, because the times where I've gone against that, or i not like followed through on something that I'm actually really lit up about. It shows in the results versus when I do. So yeah, that's that's where I'm I'm like really focused on in my life right now and and that trust because I I don't have time anymore to mess around. I think following your intuition, but you said I don't have time to waste on that. And I think the other portion of all of this conversation goes back to getting in the room, but being around people who have the results that you want and learning from their mistakes and soaking up their wisdom. So reading their books, uh, fucking go into their... I personally believe uh, in-person events are number one for transformation and just absorbing the energy, the knowledge. I mean, every time I look back at business conferences, or th- I mean, hell, I'm going to Brendan's coaching conference in Austin in just a few weeks because I'm like, you know what? It's been a few years since the whole COVID thing. I'm like, I have been hosting my own events, doing all my thing. I'm like, I need to get in a room with new energy, with new people, new conversations, new perspectives. So I think um, personally getting in the room with people literally by investing in 
the direction you want to go. I invested in marketing because I had a message that I wanted to share and I knew marketing was the vehicle to get that out into the world. So when you look at my bookshelf, it's freaking marketing books. It's spiritual, like crazy witchy books. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can I take this esoteric knowledge that is innate, the intuition that is within me and how do I understand it? How do I use it? And then how do I help make that accessible to other people so that they can start to access and trust themselves? So uh, I think getting in the room literally by investing in the direction you want to go shortcutting the learning curve. You don't have to like do the like fucking, you know, three years of experimentation, like hire someone who has the results you want and get the results. Like bro, do the work and find a way that you can adapt those tools and tricks to something that feels authentic to you. Cause I can do all the OVO Brendan stuff, but if I feel frustrated as a generator along the process, it is not going to work. I've tried it. It didn't work. But when I'm in the right vibe and energy of like, I'm serving, I'm here to show up. I'm I, literally, I'm doing a live self-care challenge and launching Shine School, which I haven't done in years because I've been grieving my dad. And now my cat dies before we have dates on the count. Like September 18th, I'm showing up live for self-care. I'm like, well, if this isn't the way to just commit and hold yourself accountable to taking care of yourself, even when things get hard. And I think that's the biggest message is life and business are up and down. It's up to you to find your center of peace, your balance, your safe space, and you take responsibility to go there and fill your cup because no one will do it for you. What a perfect way to end this conversation for now. Brett, before we do, where can people connect with you and learn more about you and come see you in person? Yes. Come see me in person. Our next goddess gathering is in McKinney, Texas um, on September 12th, but you can find uh, all of that information. Uh, Actually, sadly enough, I don't have my events page on my website, which is so like, we're in the process of building. I'm like, we have so many events, like we need a space for that, but um, that funny enough, it's not on there, but it is in my Instagram bio. So check out the website. All the things are on there, all the programs, offerings, even freaking swag stickers and Oracle decks. Um, But if you're really want to connect with me, shoot me a DM on Instagram at the world by Brit and come follow me because we're growing it back, baby. Going yes. strong. And you know, yeah. I really, I'll leave you with this. Um, my philosophy on that was, uh, there's this article written, uh, I can, I can't remember, remember who wrote it, but it was called a thousand true fans. And it's this premise that we don't need 30,000 followers. We don't need 1 million followers. We don't need anything like that. We need 1,000 true fans. And when I did the math for my hair salon, I realized I only needed 150 true fans because I literally, by math, cannot fit that many appointments in my calendar for the year. So I realized, wow, 1,000 true fans seemed like not too many, but a lot, you know? And then when I did the math on the hair salon, I'm like 150, that's all I need. I need 150 people. So I think it's important for you to teach to the five that show up to your first gathering, like you would teach to the 1500 that would show up at your gathering. And that's the thing that's never wavered is my passion, my authenticity, my integrity, and my enthusiasm for doing why I do what I do. Sure. My ego was like two people on Halloween just showed up. That's it. Come on. But when soul came through and said, Oh, y'all have the same anniversary date. I think I shared this. Y'all have the same anniversary date. Uh, and y'all are both divorcing your narcissist partner and reclaiming your life. Well, I think y'all are both meant to be here. So we have to stop judging the way the spirit wants to move through us and just be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here as you move through your grief and thank you for being your authentic self on the unfiltered podcast today. Anytime. (laughs) 
If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day. Thank you.